Welcome to the Edinburgh Side of You, episode 28. My name's Neil Caldwell. I have with me James Cocker, a.k.a. IT. Good evening. And we have Hugh from Real Cider Review in Australia. Special guest. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good to meet you. Good to meet you. We'll talk more to Hugh later, but first we'll look to see what's in IT's fridge. That was quick. (laughs) Um, Okay, in our fridge this week, we have got a Samford Courtney traditional Devon cider, a barn owl from Perry's, one of their Birds of the British Isles limited edition special range thingamabobbers. And thanks to our special guest Hugh here, he's brought all the way from Australia two bottles of Willie Smith's, the Bone Dry and the Organic. So should be an interesting selection. Okay, and in honour of our special guest, and because it's the driest on the menu, we're going to start off with Willie Smith's Bone, bone Dry Apple I like, Cider. I, I like the name. So... Just now, is there anything you'd like to say before we start about this cider, Hugh? So recently, I was at a um, a tasting day, uh, and I ran into one of the cider makers from Willie Smiths, and I said, "I, I quite like this one. Tastes like a um, a sheep paddock. A sheep paddock, like like you know, your really dry, dusty ah, sheep paddock right, yeah. when shearing season." And it was meant as a compliment, but I don't think he took it as a compliment. <laughs> So from that, we might t- say that your tastes may sound as if they're drier than I, I, I favour the dry ones, yeah. Mm. I, it smells not. It smells good in some ways. I, I was expecting it to smell a bit worse than what it did <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the right ways. Cloudy, kind of straw cloudy. I really like that. This uh, reminds me a little bit of Muckleton Rosé. Mm. But it's got a... Mm. I like that too. No, it's, 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 I prefer it to Muckleton yeah. Rosé. I see, no, I see why you're comparing it, but I, yeah, I prefer it's it more, to... It's more... Um, there's a wall, a cider called Wallace. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you can believe that. <laughs> it comes from the Fees and Galloway in Scotland. Yeah, um, it's by this by Walk Mill Cider as well. Who are they claim they're Scotland's only real cider producer? But as there's really two others that are a bit debatable, then they probably are. Yeah, <laughs> and this reminds me of that. It's a, it's it is very dry, but it's a, it's it's like a, a kind of purity to it. I yeah, like it's it. nice and crisp. I like the fizziness of it. Yeah, it's not overly fizzy. It's got an aftertaste which is quite unique. I'm not quite sure what that is. Yeah. How would you describe it? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, like I say, it's, it's from Tassie, so... Tasmania um, is that? Yes. So, yeah, pretty well ideal conditions for, for growing apples. They call it the Apple Isle. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, this is from, from outside of Hobart in the, in the Huon Valley. Yeah, like, what, what I like about that, sometimes there's very dry ciders that we've had before that sometimes just have a total absence of flavour. Yeah. And um, this doesn't have that. Yeah, and then you get the ones that like suck all the moisture out of your mouth, but this doesn't necessarily do that as well. It's- so because Australia doesn't have a long, strong history of making cider like the UK does, we don't have a lot of your traditional cider apples. Yeah. Uh, so both the Willie Smith's ones are made with normal eating apples, your Granny Smith's, your Fuji's. Right. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what else is in there, probably a few others. Um, so yeah, there's, there's not that heavy tannin and acidic bites and it sucks, you, sucks all the moisture out of your yeah. teeth. Yeah, and quite new, I see. It says here that it was, the cider was inspired by their visit to Somerset in Hertfordshire in uh, summer 2013. But they're using non-cider apples, so that's why you're getting that. I, I think that these ones probably have a handful, but it wouldn't right. be the majority. Okay. Well, that was a success. Yeah, a bit different. Um, it's definitely the best Australian cider we've had. <laughs> yeah, what are the Australian ciders we've had in the past? I don't think we've had any proper ones. Um, well, I think most of the ones you've tasted have been kiwi ciders. Have they? Um, I think there was there was one that came to came to us via 
our rival Australian cider mm -hmm. podcast, which which you featured on yes, as well. Yes. Um, we may delve into that later, um, but I'm struggling to remember the name of it. Monteith's. I was going to say Monteith's. Was it Monteith's? Because that, that's a Kiwi one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Are you sure it was Australian? <laughs> I'm now. I'm now not sure. Australian. Either way, it was sent to us from Australia, so. Um, but that's definitely the best Australian cider we've had thus far. Okay, we're going to move back to the UK, so we're going to go to Devon. We've not, we've had one or two Devon ciders. Mm. Uh, Sanford Orchards is our usual favourite. Oh yeah, I forgot cider. It was Devon. Yeah. It's from Devon. And I think we've had um, we've had a couple of different ones from Sanford Orchards. This one is Sampford, S A M P, and Sampford Courtney, traditional Devon cider. Wait, I'll open this one. It's a it's a flip bottle top thing and. I know Neil's experience with them. Yeah, so it's not been spilled. Looks still. Does look still, but uh, well, it's a wee bit of fizz coming up there. No, that looks still pretty still. Have you had like any? This. Have you had any Devon ciders, you before? Not that I can remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you've uh, you arrived in the. Did you come to the UK first, or did you go to Ireland first when you just flew over? So I've been here for since before Christmas. Yeah, and just ducked over for a wedding in, in Ireland. Right, mm. okay. And you've been touring the UK and Ireland having yeah. whiskey, essentially. Whiskey, cider, both, <laughs> or both. I have a good feeling about this one. It does look still. I picked it up in Booth's uh, supermarket in the Lake District. Very still. Hmm. That's got that drying sensation that you're talking about. It does a bit at the end. Yeah, it does have a wee bit of it. I like that, though. But it doesn't, it doesn't taste dry at the start when you first no. sip it. It's got a bit of the dancing mouthfeel that... that uh, We've talked about in a couple of podcasts. Is that a false sweetness we're getting there, or is it a uh, upfront sweetness? Yeah, yeah, upfront sweetness with a kind of dryish aftertaste. It's not. I mean, you can call that medium. Yeah, it's nice. Oh yeah, it is medium. Yeah, but if, it feels like there's something missing to that. I'm not sure what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I like that a lot. Oh, hold on. We, we did. What's going on? We haven't even rated our, our Willie Smiths yet. Oh, we didn't. We, we didn't rate Willie Smiths. We've Smith. completely lost track. Well, we haven't even discussed how we're going to rate since there's now three of us. Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you want me to stay out of it? Yeah. No. 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 I think we should. I should. I here, think, you're here with a microphone. Uh, yes. No. You're <laughs> very much involved. So I try not to put a, a, a score out of ten or five on on my site. I know. We've right. we've discussed this. Yeah. Um, as you've probably heard in the past, and that it is a bit flawed. But um, right, well, we we'll continue we with uh, it for now. We'll, Maybe we we won't drag uh, Hugh into our crude rating system, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll sim we'll leave that to us. I'll go with uh See, I've now drank another cider, so it's difficult to to memorise it. For the Willie Smith's Bone Dry, what am I going? I'm going to go. I would go at least eight. I'm going seven point five. Go at least eight. Mm -hmm. I would go eight point five on the grounds that. What to drag it up to an eight? No, um, no, no. I'm giving it eight point five because that's it's got the same things that I liked about the the Wallace cider that I remember. Okay, okay. And if you remember when we rated, we went to the Willie Allen Cider Festival in Edinburgh, and that was my second favourite cider I think I had that day. And that's exactly is a lot of things that reminds me of that. So on that basis, an eight point five for Willie Smith's Bone Dry. Eight point five? No, eight. In or total. an eight overall. Eight because, overall. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good grade. It's a good grade. Um, Moving back to the Courtney, Sampford Courtney traditional Devon cider, it does have that kind of, is it the tannin lead dry thing at the end? I think that's how you describe it. <laughs> is, is that how the experts describe it? <laughs> that's um, what I'm running with. We'll go with that, but it's, but it's 
it's not a dry science. To me, there's something missing. I'm going to go, I would give that somewhere along the lines of a, a seven. Mm, okay. I, I feel like I'm being generous. No, I, I like this one a lot. Um, I, I actually prefer this one to the Louis Smiths. It's more my kind of cider. Um, no. So I'm going, I'm going eight for this one. Hugh, have you got any comment? What would you give it? <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with psilocybin, so you know, as a psilocybin goes, that's probably one of the better one or two that I've ever tasted, and I've only tasted one or two. So, yeah, I think well, one of the things we've sort of discovered is when we're going from cider to cider, and it's obviously difficult to, mm. to compare them. But when you go from a one that's quite carbonated, quite dry, yep. to something that's still and isn't as dry, it's very, it's, it can be difficult. And they're all good, but when they're all good quality as well. I mean, it's easy to go from a, a shit cider to a really good yeah, cider and see yeah. which one's better. But um, there's a lot of things I like about that. A bit of caramel in it, it's good. Yeah. Okay. So I give it seven, you give it on... Eight. So that's 7.5 7. for 5. the Samford Courtney. Still a good score. Still a very good score. Good score. Good score. Okay. So we'll move on. We're now going to this Barn Owl. By Perry's. By Perry's, part of their British Isles Birds series. So we had the Puffin a few shows ago. Which was probably a few months ago. Um, which was probably seven months ago. Half a year ago. Well, this looks, this looks still too. I like the little squealer bottle. Yeah, yeah, I do like the Demijohn bottles. Yeah, we, we've not had a Demijohn for a while. Yeah. yeah, this looks still. So I picked this up again in the Lake District, but this was in Sizer Farm Shop, I think it's called. Were you in the Lake District over Christmas? Uh, I was, believe it or not. You did well. It's a good, good, uh, good place to pick up some different ciders because they've got different farm shops, and then booths, the supermarkets over there, have a decent range too. Not smelling a lot. This is going to sound stupid. It tastes a lot like apple juice. <laughs> that, that's just apple juice. That, that's um... <laughs> there is a percentage on the bottle, is that? That's what I'm looking for. Six percent. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm getting something different in the start. I like that. It's very similar. In a lot of respects to the Courtney. It's a little bit smoother. Yeah. A bit neutral. So, yeah. But if I reckon, like I was just saying, if we were to have a couple of ciders we weren't fans of, and then that one, I think we'd quite like it. Mm-hmm. No, I like this one. Um, it's whether I like it more than the Courtney or not. The Courtney, I think, has something a bit more different about it, but this one's just a bit more drinkable in a way. A bit more drinkable, but a bit more bland. Yeah, but not not too much. Yeah, you could, you could probably have a few more Perry's than the... And the other one. And the Courtney's. Yeah. yeah. But of course, as your responsible drinking page on your website points out. Yes. <laughs> it's all about taking being the time able to, to enjoy them. Exactly. Taking yeah. the time to enjoy them. That's what we promote. I will I will give that a six point five. It's not a bad cider. Mm. It's a good cider. Maybe I'm being harsh because the previous two I thought were were better. And we're judging it against good ciders. Yeah, I'm still trying to say what I prefer. Um we can't do quarter grades, can we? So we can't. It's, it's, it's nope. the 0.5. I, I, I always forget. We've discussed this many a time. Yeah, I know. Um, right. In which case, I am going to give the Petty's Barn Owl a 7.5. 7.5? No, maybe an 8, because I like it more than... I'm giving it an 8. I'm putting it alongside the Courtney. You're giving it an 8? Yeah, I'm giving it an 8. I like it. Ooh. So that's a combined grade of... 7.25. Maybe it's not different enough. No, 7.5. I've gone back to 7.5. So we've got a combined grade of 7. Still a good score. 7. <clears throat> Still a good score. <laughs> um, yeah. We're doing well tonight. 
It's a good batch. Mm-hmm. So we're now going to we're now going back to Australia and back to Willie Smith's for their organic apple cider. So this is their first major product to hit the market. Right. Uh, it's been out for a couple of years now, uh, on tap and now in the bottles. Slightly less alcoholic this one as well. Probably because it's a tad sweeter. What percentage is that one? Yeah, so this one's 5.4%. The, okay. the very dry one that I was a fan of were 6.8% on this one. So this... Th- and how easy is this to get hold of? In- um, so now I've found a couple of um, specialty wine shops that have a section of craft beer and, and good quality ciders. They'll sell them. Um, there's a few brew pubs and craft beer pubs that okay. will stash a f- couple in the, in the fridge for me. So is it very much, is it very similar to over here where most pubs will just stock your strong bone? Unfortunately. Right, okay. Cheers. Um, so you have the same problem okay. on the other side of the world. Yeah, there's, where I live, there's two pubs. One does good food, one does excellent drinks. So <laughs> go to the one and drinks the other one. It's kind of like us, because the Jolly Judge pretty much does toasties and soup and that's it. Yeah, but, but there are, has good cider. There are more than two pubs in Edinburgh, though, at least. This is just in my street. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, back to Willie Smith's organic apple cider. So, same kind of strawy colour, possibly a tad cloudier than the um, the dry one. Maybe that's just my eyes. doesn't have quite a strong smell. That's good. Ah, hmm. Yeah, it's still got that Willie Smith's distinctness about it, yes. but it's not as dry. They've just released a um, uh, Perry. Okay. Uh, uh, I've just It just came out on tap, and I tried it at one of the, um, I think it was the Australian Cider Awards recently, uh, and yet, you can definitely tell it's a Willie Smith. It's got yeah. the same colour. It's, it's, it's got that, that signature about it, but definitely a, a Perry. Yeah. I would maybe put this on a par, not in terms of taste, but in terms of that distinctive attribute you probably get to both of these ciders. There's, you find, we find that with things like Dunkerton's, with things like Sanford Orchards, you do get that a distinct flavour or mm. a distinct a- part of the flavour that you, is common to all their ciders. Yeah. And it's one that you kind of welcome and remember, yeah. regardless how dry or sweet it is even. So when I reviewed the organic in the early days of my site, I said that um, it's something I want to drink on a cold day watching the rugby. Yeah. And I think that's that's pretty well still still true. That's exactly what I would want. And to be honest, that's what I was looking for on Sunday, was a cider like this. Because unfortunately, I mean, you'll have seen our, you've, you've seen our website, our cider guide to Edinburgh. Yes. But there's not that many pubs in Edinburgh that do really good cider. So sometimes you're looking for, and well, it's the same problem you're saying you're yeah. experiencing in Australia as well. You, you want to go to a pub sometimes when, if the sport's on or if it was just a, a cold day, you want to sit down and have one of these, yeah. but it's hard to. So when you can find one of these kinds of ciders, it's, yeah. it's glory days. Okay, um, in terms of grade. What do I give the bone dry? You gave that a uh, 7.5. Okay. I'm going to give it exactly the same grade I gave the dry one. Now, that tells you that, to me, and I think this proves the point I've said in a previous show, it doesn't actually matter whether it's sweet or dry, as long as it's a really good cider. And even though they're both, you can taste there's a difference, especially in the aftertaste in both. I think that's only where the dryness and the sweetness maybe comes in with these. Yeah. But I still, uh, I would give it, I'd say it's as good as the bone dry one. Okay. So that was an 8? No, I gave it an 8.5. Oh, right. Okay. I'm giving both an 8.5. I'm going to give them both whatever I gave that one. What did I give that one? 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so they both get eights out of ten. <laughs> Take that home with you. Which those is, grades. I'll, I'll report that back to. Which yeah. <laughs> you give us the side, or we give you grades. To <laughs> take all the way back to the other side of the world. A bit lighter um, in the suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for bringing the cider, and uh, that was a good fridge. Yeah, that was a good fridge. Top quality marks. We had some um, good English cider and good Australian cider. No Scottish cider on the show. Well, as there's only three, if that. Yeah, there is. Have you had any Scottish cider, Hugh, since you've come over? I went into a Weatherspoons and I tried the uh, Thistley Cross traditional. And what did you think of that, or your honest opinion? It was much, much better than the burger that they served. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in reality, I'd say now, when we try Thistley Cross traditional, we find it very sweet. Mm. Yeah. Too sweet, I would say. I don't. If I see this like yeah. traditional, I'm not unlikely to get it. Even for me, I mean, I like sweet ciders, but that's sweet in the wrong kind of sweet sense for me. If you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a couple of exceptions to the 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 rule when it comes to Thistle Cross now, and one is their real cider, which is Jaggy Thistle, which is a good cider. Um, it's a still cider, but it has a lot of that kind of mouthfeel that we're maybe talking about. The other one is the whiskey cask, which is even though it's not a real cider, is I still one of my favourites. In fact, have you got one in your fridge? Should we try? Should we let Hugh try the whiskey cask? Well, live on, live on the show. Live on the show. <laughs> Would you be up for that, Hugh? Sure thing. Are you familiar with the whiskey cask ciders, well, Hugh? Um, Willie Smith's do one, but I haven't tried it. Ah, oh, right. Because it's very, very expensive. Ah, right. <laughs> well, this this is roughly the same price as the normal Thistle Cross cider, maybe a shade well, more expensive. So have a have a try of that. It will be sweet. Very sweet, like the other Thistle Crosses, mm-hmm. but it has a more distinctive flavour, I think. I was expecting more whiskey. You were expecting more whiskey? Yeah. You disappointed you. No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm thinking about it. It's, remember, it's not whiskey flavoured. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's stored literally in whiskey casks. Yeah. So. There's, there's just a hint of whiskey. Yeah. Mm. And you got to look for it. <laughs> well, on the subject of this, whatever happened, because they work with Glengascow, isn't it? Which is the, the, the whiskey... Whatchamacallit. And I'm sure I read in the camera mag uh, I, probably a couple of years ago now something about the whiskey soda using the, we're going to start using the Thistle Cross cider barrels to create a cider flavoured whiskey. Oh, right. Um, but I remember you saying so that. the opposite of this. Yeah, but I haven't, uh, I haven't heard anything recently about that, so I wonder if it's still on the cards. So in Australia, there's, there's a bit of a divide between real cider, which is just apples yeah. fermented. And flavoured ciders, so yep. your strawberry, your blueberry, whatever you want to put in it, uh, it comes under a different tax law. So people are, the big problem with this law is that storing them in oak barrels counts as a different flavouring, so it comes under a different tax threshold. Ah, oh, right. Where, whereas a normal sane cider maker would say that's just a traditional technique of making them storing cider. Uh, yeah, that's interesting, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, so does that affect... When you're saying it affects the tax laws, does that affect the price that the consumer would pay? Yes, but what a lot of people are arguing is, no, it doesn't impart any flavour, it's just for storage purposes, which under the eyes of the tax man is fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's probably a bit of grey yes. grey areas and loopholes getting uh, yeah. jumped through when we, mm. we talk about this. Because was it on the last show when I was talking about the laws in Australia and New Zealand? Um, I'm sure I read something about they're not allowed to call flavoured ciders cider. I think maybe New Zealand has that 
because I haven't heard of such a thing okay. happening in Australia yet. Yeah, so I'd read the Australia-New Zealand Food Standards Code defines cider as a fruit wine that is prepared from fermentation, um, 25% juice, but must not contain flavorings. But, I mean, that's the code. I don't know. Yeah, so, you... so that would apply, I think, towards labeling, but not towards taxation and everyone's right, geared okay. towards the tax. Okay. okay. Um, well, the format of the podcast is such that you can have whatever cider's left. Uh, first hands is first. Yeah, yeah I hope it's after your um, favourite of the bunch. Uh, and what tends to happen is whilst I go for the best cider first, I let IT discuss the cider news of the current week, or in reality, the last few months. So, um, What well, news, IT? As it's winter, there's not really much cider news, to be honest. Uh, a couple of things um, I thought I would bring up. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to start with um, Carling British Cider. Carling British Cider. Um, but only because, this caught my eye, they're redesigning their brand. Uh, they've only been well, about a year or so. But they're redesigning their brand, and they're positioning themselves as a premium modern cider. Now, it's that term modern that I felt was interesting, because... Are they meaning new world cider? As in... So a lot of the competitions in Australia are judged by traditional, so your British and your French, perhaps your Spanish styles, and your new world ciders, which is almost your Willie Smith organic, uh, the American styles where it's it's sweeter, it's a lot lighter, your, your Savion Blanc style, yeah. uh, and a lot more fizz. Right, okay. I don't think that's what they're going for because we I've not heard that term over here. Um, but as we've like discussed several times, is is trying to find that that obvious legislation to make real ciders more obvious from their completely numb ones. Um, and it's just put that term modern. They're obviously using it in a way that's going to be positive, that, that sounds positive. But actually, we could use it in a way, it's a modern cider, not a traditional cider, and potentially that's how you could split up the two categories. So are they, are they substituting the word British for modern? No, they're not. I don't think they're actually changing their tagline. Um, that, this is just how they describe themselves. So it's Carling British modern as, cider. As, no, I don't think that's what it's going to be. Um, but no, it's just interesting. It, you could, I can see how you could class like things like um, Magners and Carling's one, and what's that Summersby one, as modern ciders, as against your traditional ciders. Yeah, I mean, it, it would at least help the majority of consumers distinguish between the two. Mm. Either way, steer clear, listeners. Yeah, no, do, do steer clear. <laughs> Carling, have, have you British tried Carling ciders. British cider since you've uh, been in the no, UK? No, I, I haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> it's not, believe it or not, and my shameful taste test would uh, back me up, it's not the worst of all of these uh, branch of uh, pseudo-ciders. It's almost drinkable by comparison. Yeah to your, uh, the Carlsberg version and Strongbow and stuff like that, which <laughs> Talk, I couldn't even touch. Talking about the mystery cider where I got you to try that Carling British cider and you thought it was, well, we won't go into that. Um, uh, I was almost going to do another cruel mystery cider on you by getting you to taste what was uh, apple ties. Apple ties. <laughs> <laughs> and see if you'd, uh, see if you could work it out. Well, how many times in the, in the podcast have we both, and now Hugh today even, Described the podcast a uh, cider as tasting like like apple, apple juice. juice, yeah. Well, and it's not necessarily a derogatory term. It's just saying that you no, don't taste the apples. It's yeah, probably a good thing because yeah, you know thing. it comes from apples. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and moving a bit closer to home, uh, Growler Beers, place in Edinburgh that started up selling growlers of beer, cider. You can go along, fill up your growler, take it home, go back. They pay us again. no money for these. Um, uh, it's no. This is this would be mentioned as I've said on the show. This is good news. Um, 
they have just, or disclaimer, I have developed onto their website, um, a delivery service. So you can now have cider delivered to your door the same day for free. How cool is that? It's an excellent service. Sounds dangerous. I like it. <laughs> do, you, do you get growlers? So some of the uh, little microbreweries are starting to, to do them. Okay. Yeah. But they're not. They're, yeah, they're, they're not a, like you, I don't think I've ever been to a, a mate's place and somebody's brought along a growler. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I thought they were, I thought they were bigger in that part of the world, but obviously not. Because over here. Um, I, I think they've, they're going to be very shortly because okay. I've seen a lot of people selling, like you can buy empty ones from a bottle shop now. Ready to take uh, along right. to be filled up. Okay, so it's it's growing. I mean, over here, there's literally growl beers and a couple of the pubs do it. That yep. it. Again, it's I think it is growing over here, but it's um certainly Edinburgh. It's it's quite a a new thing. Um, but yeah, cider to your door for free if you live in Edinburgh. Um, I think they're currently doing care no more, and I think he's planning to get in some Gwinty Dry. I take it we would go to growlerbeers.com to find out growlerbeersuk.com growlerbeersuk.com. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's really all, all the snippets that uh, I, I came across this episode. Okay. So um, I had a little bit of news. You, oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know news, news, news from the colonies. Yes. I don't know if this is news or a, a rumour. Uh, KFC Australia. KFC Australia as being... As in Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yes. Um, maybe starting to sell cider in their new restaurants. I saw this. I came across this, yes. And then there was a bit of a um, rigmarole about... About them starting to sell beer and cider. Well, apparently they're they're going to open up a new chain of restaurants similar to what Nando's in the UK is like. So you sit down ah, restaurant, and apparently they will sell a cider. So they're trying to go one rung up on the fast food from a from a drive-through from a, dri- a drive-through <laughs> to a Nando's. Yeah. Well, Nando's, Nando's sell cider. They have that Savannah. Savannah Dry. Dry, which is not nothing to write home about. And do you have any indication of what kind of cider they're going to be selling in KFC? Um, the comments section said, I hope it's Granny Smith's. Right. Oh, which, sorry, not Granny Smith's, Dirty Granny's it's called. Which Dirty is, Granny's. Which is made from Granny Smith apples. Right. And, and is that a decent boy? Is that kind of stuff? Um, so it's made by Matilda Brewing Company, who is sort of one of your... It's it's not a big company, but it's it's probably one of the bigger of, of your um, sort of... Almost craft beer. They're probably too big to be called craft breweries anymore. So, Hugh, you've been around the last two weeks in the UK and Ireland. What's your impression been of this? Have you tried a vast array of ciders? Are you I pleased have. with what you've uh, experienced? Yeah. I'm impressed with um, Tom Oliver's. Um, uh, I've tried that, his traditional. That was a big eye-opener for me. What was it you liked about it? It, it was a still cider that I tried. Um, and it's completely different to anything we can get at home. It's the suck the inside of your cheeks out dryness. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely different to anything we can get at home. What else have I tried that I've liked? One of the Perry's uh, Dabinet. Yeah. So a single variety uh, cider is virtually unheard of in Australia. Uh, There is one or two companies that specialise in that, and they're more your, your sweet end of the market. Yeah. Uh, so I say, yeah, it was quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, so that would be that's Perry's brand. Cider, not not a Perry. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, Perry's uh, Perry Dabinet traditional. I think it was called. Yeah, it's uh, a good cider. That. In fact, go um, to realciderreviews.com to read the review. Of well, it. obviously, yeah. I, we encourage all our listeners if if you indulge in any Australian cider web based application <laughs> to to go to realciderreviews.com <laughs> as opposed. <laughs> To any uh, any other imitation, 
Julian's side of his <laughs> yes. web How long have you been doing the site here? Uh, it's just coming out for a year. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So a relatively new venture. Yes. Yep. Has it been a success so far, would you say? The last two weeks have been the biggest two weeks I've had on the site um, by a long way. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Is that due to your, your tour? I, I, well, I think it's the volume of reviews I've put out <laughs> in the last little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done a couple of this in the last little while on... Um, on British siders and what I thought was the, the my pick of the of 2014. Yeah, great. Mm. Well, I had, I had a look at the website myself, and it's a good, it's a nice um, summary of each cider you put up. It's quite, a, and you don't have a crude rating system. Yeah, no, well, I, so. I I try not to rate it. Just recommend what type of person would like this cider. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. That's what we should have done from the start. But anyway, so what have you been drinking over Christmas, Neil? Uh, Well, I was going to say this earlier. I have drank absolutely nothing in terms of cider this Christmas. And part of the reason for this is... uh, No, no, that's not quite true, actually. I did drink my own fridge. (laughs) So I I, I drank all the cider I had in my own fridge because I had one of those Christmases where I ended up in places that had no good cider. And uh, Hugh, we've discussed this before in our show that I'm not somebody that can drink bad cider anymore. If there's bad cider there, I will drink the bad beer instead <laughs> of the bad cider. So that's why this Christmas I didn't drink any any cider at all, apart from I finishing see. off my own supplies. <laughs> Do you drink beer, Hugh? Yeah, I reckon I've probably had about a dozen beers since I turned 18. Okay. A dozen beers? <laughs> so so is it, are you in, I mean, IT is somebody that you pretty much don't drink beer. No, I'd like to get into it. But, I mean, yeah, I, I started off on the cheap ones like Strongbow and Blackthorn and then slowly progressed to Magnus and then discovered the real stuff. So mm. is it a similar kind of story? Or? Yeah, so I came to Edinburgh for a year in, back in 2006, straight out of high school needing to drink something. <laughs> Everyone was drinking pints of lager and I couldn't do that. No. So I drank Strongbow and then luckily the Magnus revolution happened, so that was just a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, and since then we've, you've progressed. Yes. <laughs> not, not too dissimilar from your cider no. journey, IT. Although there was a stage before IT's uh, cider journey that I remember, which was the Norskin Lemonade oh, yes. era. The, the vodka era, yeah. Let's not, let's not go into my <laughs> vodka era. Yeah. Oh, wait, I, I do have something to talk about. Um, Lazy Jack's cider. We mentioned it in the podcast a few episodes ago, and it was the one that they were calling themselves Cloudy Cider, and... Something about I think they were going to go into Tesco's, but they were the ones that specifically said they wouldn't have no plans to enter the fruity side of the market. And so while the branding kind of made me feel it was going to be one of these like American style angry orchard kind of ciders, I I had the hopes up that as they were saying they're not going anywhere near the fruit market that it might be semi decent. Now uh, Tesco.com, my last three orders, I've requested some. Each time, it's been substituted. First with calling British cider, then with something else, and I sent them all back. Um, so I have not been able to get my hands on any yet. But all I can say is that Cider Mike likes it. Cider Mike? Yeah. Cider Mike, who's a... You know Cider Mike. He's a bit of a fiend on Twitter, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He, he's uh, quite uh, religious, almost, in his definitions of what is and what isn't real. Yep. What's your views and your interactions with Cider Mike? He's given me some good advice. Has he? Yeah. I suppose... He knows what he's talking about. He does. He knows yeah. what's real. Yep. But if you're, woe betide you if you don't meet his standards, is, <laughs> is all I would say. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, generally, I suppose my, my only uh, problem with Cider Mike and others like him 
is that I don't think there's any need to be so vitriolic towards... You do, you do realise, Neil, that this is being recorded and it's going to become public and anyone can listen to it. Yeah, no, no, I, I do, I do. And I'm saying this... Hey, Cider Mike, how's it going? I don't <laughs> think there's any need to be vitriolic towards a cider that is a good cider that people enjoy that doesn't quite meet a specific um, requirement of a detailed, detailed um, description of what should be and shouldn't be real. If it's a good product and people enjoy it and it's made with care... What's wrong with that? Yeah, no, I agree. So that's where that's all I'm saying. I think I just think I think Cider Mike knows a lot of stuff. I think he's good. I think he's right to promote real cider. I totally agree with that. I just wish he would not be quite so vitriolic towards ciders that don't quite meet his standards. Yeah, that's all I would say. Okay, is that is that is that's fair comment? It I, is. Uh, fair enough. Yes. Now at this juncture, we would uh, usually review a pub in Edinburgh, wouldn't we? We would, but we're not going to because we're actually well. We've, t- we've done all the pubs in Edinburgh pretty much to our extent, but we encourage listeners to let us know if there's a pub that does sell good cider mm. in Edinburgh. Well, I mean, all I've heard recently is that the Weatherspoons have gone downhill with regards to their cider selections. I can I can testify um, to that myself. And also worth of, uh, of note, I believe the Guildford Arms currently has uh, Muckletoon Rosie on from Watmills. When, when did that appear in the Guildford Arms? Uh, just, I think it's just this last week. Um, right. I mean, I, I presume it's because they occasionally, very occasionally, have a guest one on. So I presume it's it's on for a, a limited time. So do you get yourselves down to the Guildford Arms if, if you want to try some real Scottish cider? Well, we might even go there ourselves. We're going to take you to the Jolly Judge tonight. Looking forward to it. By far, still the best cider pub in Edinburgh. Although, hopefully, tonight we'll live up to that uh, <laughs> that title. But we may stop by the Guildford Arms if they're doing a, a good Scottish real cider. Just to try it. There's, uh, a, yes. there's a couple of pubs in Edinburgh that do the the Walk Mill cider, which is the more traditional, more real version of um, uh, Scottish cider, as opposed to Thistle Cross. So yep. We'll try that. Um, do you know if the apples are grown in, in Scotland? Can you grow apples in Scotland? Uh, or yes, just too no, cold? they are. Walk Mills claim that they use all Scottish apples in their cider. And uh, <laughs> Thistle Cross go to great lengths, actually, via IT sometimes, to source apples from Edinburgh. <laughs> so um, not quite, but um, back gardens, that type of thing. That, that, yeah, they. I mean, no, awesome. yeah, literally, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's like I think we mentioned on the show before the apple orphanage on the Isle of Man. Um, they, you literally, you can bring along your sack of apples, and they'll give you cider and fruit juice in, in return. Great um, idea, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's quite cool. Before we go, um, can I just ask? You've obviously now tried several British ciders. Yeah. Is there any significant difference? Can you can you tell a British cider against an Australian cider? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, I, I think a lot of the Australian ciders are more bubbly, uh, a little bit lighter. Sort of. Most of the cider makers have a background in wine making, so they're probably getting inspiration from your your Sav Blanc style wines. So they're yeah. very light, very fruity. Not a lot of the the the, the suck the inside of your your mouth out dryness, but that probably also comes from the fact that we don't grow a lot of your traditional side of making apples. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, that makes and sense. Incidentally, on that note then, I mean, what's your views on French cider that you've had? I mean... So I've, I haven't had a lot of experience with the French ones. I've, pro- yeah. I've reviewed one. I've probably tried three or four others. They, they always seem to be very fruit forward, lower alcohol. They're, anything bottle conditioned from France is normally going to be a good bet. Yeah. Okay. And it's quite... We always find it tends to be technical term, ultra-fizzy. 
as I, well. I think that comes from the bottle conditioning. Is, is that purely the reason for it? I, I think so. I'm, I'm like I haven't made my own cider. Yeah, yeah. That's drinkable. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's from the bottle conditioning. Right. Okay. Well, get in touch, listeners, at CiderView on Twitter. Hi. Or via theorchard at ciderview.com. That is our email address. Well done, you got it right first time. <laughs> Please do get in touch, listeners, with all your tweets, suggestions. And, and if it, you're in a pub in Edinburgh, let us know what cider there is, any updates to the cider map. And if you fancy uh, being on a podcast and getting a free plug for your own website, a la <laughs> Hugh, feel free to join us. We'd, we'd uh, be interested in hearing from you as well. And of course, check out realciderreviews.com. That's it. Reviews of mostly Australian cider. I was reading your Tom Oliver, uh, your Oliver's review. Now, you certainly got a, a much better way with words than we do when it comes to describing the ciders. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we could learn a thing or two from yourself, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, no worries. Thanks for the, the Willie Smiths. And we're all off to the Jolly Judge. We're all off to the Jolly Judge. We'll see you next time. Until then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.